Grab your fucking box of chocolates, find a date, and welcome to Valentine's Day. Hello everybody, welcome to this special episode of Beware the Board, a horror podcast. We watch a horror movie every week. I'm Bob. And I'm Ben, and you know, this Valentine's Day, instead of being sad and lonely by yourself, you can spend it with us. Yeah, we're sad and lonely together. Some of us more than others. (laughs) Damn. That was me. Oh, I felt personally I called myself out. (laughs) (laughs) all right well if you couldn't find out what we're doing already we're watching a movie yeah we're gonna a special valentine's day movie i know i'm so excited bob do you know what it is no (laughs) that's why i'm excited (laughs) i know but you know i thought the audience should be informed yeah Um, i never know what movie we're gonna watch i literally ever unless like it's something we plan way ahead for planning out yeah uh, for holiday movies but yeah usually i try not to tell you are you ready though yeah what movie are we watching man for valentine's day before I tell you, do you know any Valentine's Day movies? No, I don't know oh, any. Cool. I don't know any. We are watching My Bloody Valentine. Oh, I've heard of this. So, clearly, you just lied. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I didn't know I knew this until you just said the name. Like, I, the name is familiar. Yeah, this is probably the most famous Valentine horror movie of all time. Oh, God. I remember seeing trailers for this. No, you didn't. Really? No. Am I thinking of something else? You saw trailers for My Bloody Valentine 3D. Probably, remake. probably. That might be it. Yeah, no, we're watching the original 1981 one. Never mind, I didn't see trailers for this. You're right. <laughs> you are absolutely correct. <laughs> Pretty sure Yeah. you didn't see trailers for this one. But are you ready for the description? Yeah, I'm excited, Ben. All right, this is why you should never celebrate Valentine's Day. <laughs> that one's pretty good. Oh, that one's pretty you. good. I appreciate that one. All right, so it's an hour and 30 minutes long. Okay. It's rated R. Thank God. Review scores, 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb. Okay. A 56 tomato meter. All right. And an audience score 52%. Okay. It's pretty pretty okay. Pretty middle of the road for reviews. All right. Uh, it has one nomination. Oh, okay. The 1982 Avoria's Fantastic Film Festival Grand Prize nomination to George Mialka. Huh. All right. All right. So kind of like noteworthy people in this. Yeah. Paul Kelman as TJ. Uh, he also played Julie's stepdad in Black Roses. Which is kind of like one of those rock and roll horror movies. Oh, okay. There's a couple of, that's going to be a fun category if we ever do it. Rock and roll. We could watch Studio 666. Studio 666. I fucking love Studio 666. Yeah. It's one of the last things the Foo Fighters drummer worked on. Yeah. Was that album for that movie. But Wild. Neil Affleck as Axel. Uh, he's also appeared as the medical student in Mall in Scanners. Very small role. But I mentioned him because he's primarily, he works on a lot of animation. Oh, okay. Um, he worked on The Simpsons. Oh. He worked in the animation department on The Simpsons movie. He also directed six episodes from oh 1997 God. to 2000. This guy did a lot bunch so of shit. So not like the really great seasons, but pretty close. Okay. He also, and this is probably a bigger deal for both of us. For us, Seeing okay. our age. Uh, he directed 66 episodes of Phineas and Ferb. Holy between shit. Between 2007 and 2011. Oh my God, I watched so much Phineas and Ferb as a kid. It was yeah. always on. Always. 66 episodes. There's only like 135. I was about to say, there's not that many episodes. So he directed almost half of the episodes. Good for this guy. I thought that was kind of cool. But yeah, he does a lot of animation stuff. Uh, Keith Knight as Hollis. He's also Fink in Meatballs. I've heard of that. It's like a camp movie. It's very famous. Alf Humphrey as Howard. Uh, He plays Lester in First Blood. That's um, an Italian Stallion movie. Oh. Oh. Like Rambo? Is it just called First Blood? 
I thought it was Rambo First Blood. It might be called might just be called First Blood. I genuinely don't know. Yeah, that's that's Rambo. Yeah, okay, cool. I thought so. Cynthia Dale as Patty. She plays Sheila in Moonstruck, which I love that movie. Ah, I see. It's got Nick Cage in it. Ah, uh, that's why you love it, isn't it? Uh, no. The second or third time I went to Romania, mm-hmm. I was there for like a month or two. Yeah. With my aunt and uncle. And for part of it, I went to a small village that my aunt's from. Mm-hmm. And they had a TV there. But it had like a limited amount of stuff that would play on the channel. Ah, oh, I see. And Moonstruck came on, I swear to God, two or three times a day. Oh my God. So I've seen that movie a lot. All right. Understandable. Also, um, you know, Nicolas Cage plays a one-handed baker <laughs> who lost his hand in a horrible baking accident. My God, what a ridiculous fucking <laughs> God! I he love he it. plays the most ridiculous characters. It's a it's a pretty funny movie. It's so Italian. Really? Yeah. Awesome. It's got the the song like "When the Moon Hits My Eyes." Oh yeah, so Italian in like <laughs> the awesome. funniest way. Helen Uddy as Sylvia. She plays Wyzak's mother and the Dead Zone. Stephen King. Stephen King, yeah. Yeah, thought same. so. Don Franks as Chief Newbie. <laughs> Funny name. He played Grimaldi in Heavy Metal. You know Heavy Metal, right? The animated... No? No. Oh. I don't know what Heavy Metal is. Really quick. I'm just going to pull up a picture of Heavy Metal. Animated. Yeah, it's like an adult animated feature from 1981. Hmm. It I, is wild. I've, I feel like I've heard of it, but I don't know what it could be off the top of my head. Because remember, this is adult animation from the 80s, though. Oh, it's probably fucking wild. Here's the cover. Okay. Yeah, this one's, uh, this is a newer cover, but it's got most of the art there. Oh, wait, no, this is the old one. Oh, my God, that looks fucking nuts. South Park did a um a spoof of it. Oh. When uh Kenny's getting high on, he's cheesing, which is getting high on cat pee. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes to, um, it's heavy metal, but with boobs. <laughs> okay. Nice. And he ends up fighting in the breastuary. <laughs> the fucking breastuary. Uh, I love that Ridiculous. It's very funny. Also, Don Franks, this probably makes more sense to you than uh, Heavy Metal. He is the, I believe, the original voice of Boba Fett when he appeared back in the Star Wars holiday special. Holy which is shit. the original time that character was voiced. <clears throat> yeah, that's fucking cool, actually. So, yeah. OG, OG Boba Fett. OG, OG, before, yeah. like... Fuck, but he's chief crazy. newbie, so you can you can look out for that. Okay, cool. Uh, and then finally, the biggest star in the list for you and me, Jack Van Evera as Happy. Now we would know him as Search Party in Black Christmas. Oh, do you remember the two doofuses that came to the door? Yeah, which one is he? He's the one with the gun. Oh hell yeah! I, was, I saw the picture and I saw that credit and I was like, wait a second. I went and pulled up Black <laughs> Christmas and fast-forwarded to that part. Yeah. That's awesome. Hell yeah. I love when we get movies that are like around the same period and you get the same actors. It's fun. Well, they're, that's the second thing. Both Canadian. That's oh, why. sick. Yeah. Okay, makes sense. But he's a, he's a very minor actor, so mm-hmm. I thought it was very funny that it we've is seen cool. it before. Director is George uh, Michael. It's M-I-H-A-L-K-A. Okay. okay. Mike. Uh, don't Hulk, don't ask me how to pronounce that. I, I don't have know. no freaking idea. Uh, he's also directed a, a movie called Eternal Evil, 1985. Sounds like a scary movie. Yeah. Have you seen it? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> he, d- he didn't direct a lot of movies. Mm. He directed a couple of TV show episodes, but, you know. All right. Writer is Stephen A. Miller. Uh, he's the producer. He did a story credit. Uh, okay. But the actual like screenplay writer is John Beard. He also wrote Baker County, USA. Why does that sound familiar? I don't know. 
Budget is estimated at 2.3 million Canadian dollars. Okay. Uh, with a box office of 5.7. Oh, made a little bit of money. But that's U.S. So Oh, so made less money? No. Uh, I U.S. Thought... money's worth more than Canadian. So it made more money? Yeah. Okay. More than you would think. Not 5.7 Canadian, 5.7. Yeah, so more. more money. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 5.7. Not so bad then. Also known as, this is the working title, The okay. Secret. Ooh. A lot less fun. A lot less fun. Tagline. You ready? Sure. I really like it. Am I going to hate it? No. Okay. There's more than one way to lose your heart. Oh, that's pretty good. That's actually really good. It's really good, right? That is really good. That's the one on the poster. I double-checked. That is a fucking good-ass tagline. So the town this was shot in was Sydney Mountains, Nova Scotia. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the film's name, I told you it was The Secret originally. Yeah. It was changed, kind of hop onto the trend of holiday slasher movies popular at the time. Oh. Because <laughs> uh, you have to remember, Black Christmas, 1974. Yeah. Halloween, 1978. And then yeah. Friday the 13th, 1980. Is Friday the Thirteenth set on a holiday? Friday the Thirteenth, Bob. It's not a fucking holiday. Yeah, but it's but it's like a big deal. Okay, all right. You know, I didn't know it's Friday okay. the Thirteenth. Okay, like it's that's fair. It's not a holiday per se, but okay. it is a that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, superstitious kind of day. Yeah, that's fair. But I thought it, I I was confused. I thought it was set on a holiday. I didn't know about it or something. No, but it's like those idea of like here's a special day and we're setting a, a movie. Yeah, on. I know what you mean. So that's why they. Like, it was already planned that it was around Valentine's Day, I believe, mm -hmm. but they just changed the name, so it was very obvious. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, at the end of this movie, there's a song called The Ballad of Harry Warden, Ooh. and it was provided by John McDermott, who is a very, very, very famous tenor singer. Oh, And he's uncredited in this because, uh, if I remember right, he was just getting out of college, and he was friends with one of the guys, like, doing this movie. Mm-hmm. And so the guy just asked him to do like this, and he just did the song uncredited because he didn't have work at the time. Like he wasn't yeah. famous. That's wild. Uh, last fact, and I think this is the most interesting one, and we will talk about it after because I have some like post movie okay. discussion on this. This movie got the slasher treatment from the MPAA. Ooh. By that I mean it was cut to ribbons. That sucks. According to the director, an alleged eight to nine minutes of the film were cut from the theatrical release. Are we watching the uncut version? We are probably going to watch the theatrical release version. Oh. Which sucks. That does suck, man. Part of that is due to the fact that as of 2009, only three minutes of that have been restored. Damn. The Blu-ray that Holy was released shit. by Lionsgate. That sucks, dude. Yeah. So, missing nine minutes of it. I've seen a lot of that footage, so we can talk about that after. Okay. But yeah, nine minutes. That sucks. Like, you can fit so much shit into nine minutes. Yeah, and you can make a debate that, like, the director might have been misremembering. Yeah. Because they they pulled out three minutes. Yeah. And, you know, Lionsgate will claim that's, like, all there is. That's but then the... again, a couple years ago, they claimed there was nothing, so. Yeah. Damn. Damn. But yeah, nine minutes. Especially, you have to remember, that's... This isn't like when you're cutting down something like Lord of the Rings, right? Where it's a bunch of scenes and stuff. Mm -hmm. This is nine minutes of gore. That's what I'm saying. Nine minutes of people getting eviscerated. That is so much content. I know. I'm mad now. Because that's not scenes. That's just yeah. additional gore. Yeah. So I don't I don't think we'll be watching the version that has it. That blows. Um, but we'll let you know. Yeah, we'll find out. Hopefully I don't throw up. Well, the, the version without all the gore isn't that bad. Like, it's super cut down. That sucks. I know. Some of that's pretty It's pretty good. I'm a, Listen, man, I love a, I love some good gore in, in well, some of these movies, you man. you like the movie, maybe we'll have to get the Blu-ray. Listen, I planned on it. <laughs> whether we were, whether you, I liked it or not. Just so you could see it? Yeah. All right. Of course. Well, uh, that's all I got. I got some post-movie stuff we can discuss later. But All right. That is good. I guess we'll see you in a bit.
Bye. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. We just finished My Bloody Valentine. Woo. Woo. <laughs> what do you think? I liked it. I think it's fun. Yeah. I think it's a fun movie. Honestly. Like, I didn't really have... I had a little bit of expectations because, like, they made a remake or whatever. And usually when they make a remake, the movie's pretty good. Or at the very least, a cult classic. A cult classic. And I think it delivered on that. I enjoy this movie. I think it's a very fun... I, it does the cool thing with me about being on Valentine's Day without shoving it down your throat, I think. Yeah. Which is fun. Like, it's not too over the top. Yeah, it's a sensible reason for it being set on Valentine's Day. Yeah, it's nothing too crazy. It's it's really fun. I like it. Any comments you want to make before we get into spoilers? Or yeah. Or you just want to get straight into it? <laughs> Hollis is the best character in the whole All right. movie. He's awesome. He's so funny. He's a funny, funny, funny guy. I mean, I like Hollis. I do, too. I think I think the characters in this are pretty well done. Like, oh, yeah. Everyone seems pretty natural and real, which is interesting. Yeah, no, it feels pretty good, honestly. Um, additionally, this whole thing set in a mining town. Yeah. Um, if you couldn't tell from where I said this was, like, set. And what's really interesting about that is the characters we follow are, like, young adults. Yeah. Like, in their 20s mm-hmm. rather than teenagers, which was a it's a big paradigm shift from yeah. the usual slasher fair of this time period. Well, if you think about, like, Black Christmas is also set with people in their 20s. Yeah, Both Canadian films. Must be a Canadian thing. Yeah, it's very interesting. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought all the the people were done very well. They do human reactions and stuff, and oh yeah, that's hard to come by. I mean, obviously I we've watched some good movies, so it doesn't seem like that's hard to come by. But <laughs> you will see soon that that is not a normal thing. Yeah, we'll see. I guess anything else add? I mean, I don't really have a lot of non-spoiler stuff, honestly. Mm, yeah, I don't either, because there's not really. I mean, there's not really a lot to spoil, really. Not really. Yeah. It's just kind of like it's very much akin to like your classic slasher, where it's yeah, like, it's a slasher. So it's like, okay, how is this killer gonna get creative and do cool stuff, right? Yeah. And how? And who? Is, in this case, who is the killer as well? Well, obviously, it's Henry Warden. Oh, it's Harry. Yeah. Harry. Harry. Harry Warden. Yeah, of course it's Harry. Why would? Why would it be anyone else? It's well, Harry. It's He's because back. it is Harry. Yeah. All right. I guess we're gonna go to the spoilers. Go watch the movie though. Yeah, I think if you want a like a a scary movie to watch for Valentine's Day, it's good. I or like just, it. Or just go listen to the ballad of Harry Warden. Yeah, that's cool that they got that song on the end. It was nice. It's, it was actually it's sounding a good song. too. It's a folky folk tune. <laughs> All right, so plot summary here. I'm going to be super quick with this. One, two, three. Yeah, because there's not really a lot to talk about in Basically, terms of the plot summary. Basically, this town, do you remember it's called Valentine Bluff? Yeah, it's called Valentine's Bluff. Basically, 20 years ago, before the film was set, there was a, an incident. Basically, yeah. there was a... Well, I guess technically it was probably 21 years ago. Yeah, because it would have been a, yeah. Yeah. Basically, they have a Valentine's Day dance every year. It's a really big deal because obviously the town's name is Valentine's Bluff. Yeah. And big party. When the party was going on, there were seven miners in the mine because it's a mm-hmm. mining town. And, you know, five people were working and there was two supervisors. And the two supervisors decided it would be a great idea to go leave the mines. Yeah. Basically, fuck off and go to the party and leave the right. dudes down the stairs to deal with it themselves. The issue was that these two guys are in charge of monitoring, like, the methane levels mm-hmm. to make sure that, like, the miners don't set off an explosion. So when they leave, they don't check the methane levels, and nope. there's an explosion. Yep. And all five miners that are left get stuck. Mm-hmm. And they are stuck in, like, this cave-in for six weeks. Six weeks. That's a long-ass time to be stuck somewhere. Till eventually, they dig them out. Yep. Which pretty great, except only one of them's left, uh, Harry Harry Warden, who, while he was able to survive, was forced to eat 
the other people, the in other the dead miners. Oh, gross. I assume he probably didn't kill all of them. Yeah, probably I assume not. They died slowly over six weeks, but he was mad, and so he goes to like a mental institution. Yeah, and he's there for a year until he, I guess, is released. Yeah, I don't know if they released him or he broke out. I don't know if they specify. But like, he gets he's out the next year on Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. and like the first thing he does is he goes back to Valentine's Bluff and murders the two supervisors. That let that all those people basically die that committed negligent homicide yeah but you know fast forward 20 years and they're doing the valentine's day dance again for the first time ever yeah and of course this is when harry warden strikes again he makes his fucking return yeah basically he starts killing again yeah his uh, signature move the pickaxe yeah, which he, i think is actually he really uses fun. a pickaxe as a as, as a, a weapon tool. but yeah the whole movie is basically people getting picked off one by one yeah because the party keeps going, even though, like, every time he kills someone, he takes their heart out, mm-hmm. and he usually gifts it to the sheriff with a warning of, like, in, like, a, you know, one of those chocolate, like, heart boxes? Mm-hmm. He puts the heart in there, and it'll bring a note that says, like, it usually rhymes, like, the whole, you know, red rose, blue rose, whatever. Yeah. But he gives them this, like, box with the heart in it and a note that's, like, a warning of, like, hey, don't celebrate Valentine's Day. Don't have this party. Or I'm going to start killing people. Or I'm going to kill another person. This would be fine, except the teenagers in the movie... <laughs> Uh, per usual, after the party gets shut down, decide we're gonna throw our own party. Yeah, with blackjack <laughs> and hookers. Yeah, um, <laughs> and they decide that it's a brilliant idea to throw the party at the mines. Even though at this point in the movie, I think two people had died. Three, three people. Mabel's Miss Mabel is dead. Mabel uh, happy and the cold open kill. Who yeah. we don't know her name, but. Even though they know these people are dead, and they know that it's totally Harry Warden. Oh, for sure. It has to be. Who else even would it be? Though, uh, even though they were told like they were accidents or whatever. Yeah. They decide to have the party at the mines. While they're there, two people die. Yeah. And basically everyone at the party leaves, except a couple people are down in the mine themselves. Yeah. And so two of the characters, TJ and Axel, rush down to the mines to save their friends that are down there. Long story short, everyone gets got. By yeah, Harry Warden. people start getting murked left and right. Except for TJ. Axel. No, Axel gets murked. He gets thrown into a pond. Oh, yeah. And he drowns. Oh, yeah. And so all that's left is TJ and... Sarah. Sarah. Just Patty? Patty gets got. She gets uh, axed oh, in the Oh, yeah, stomach. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I for, yeah. At first when he did that, I thought he had a pair of shears. Because <laughs> I, I couldn't see. It was dark. But everyone gets got. And then there's this final you know battle between TJ and Sarah. And, you know, Harry Warden, and they rip off Harry Warden's mask because he's wearing a mining mask, and it's yeah. Axel. It is Axel. Axel it turns is out, evil. I actually don't know if Axel's evil. I think Axel has, like, split personality disorder. Yeah, I don't know, actually. Where, I like, genuinely don't know. Basically, I think he's fairly normal most of the time. I think he has, like, a psychic personality. Not psychic, but, like, a psycho kind of personality mm-hmm. that got triggered when he, like, realized the dance was happening again. Because we realize, we learn in, like, a very, very quick flashback yeah. that one of the supervisors who got murdered 20 years ago was his dad. Mm-hmm. So, and he witnessed it, witnessed it and he witnessed it. Very traumatizing. And so I think, you know, he gets kind of triggered by stuff. Because, like, the cold open kill, mm-hmm. when Harry Warden kills, like, this woman... Yeah. Or Axel kills this woman. He does it because he sees she has a heart on her chest. On her yeah. chest, and I think that triggers his, like, Valentine's Day PTSD. That makes sense. I hadn't um, thought about that. But, yeah, long story short, during the fight between Axel and Sarah and TJ, a cave-in happens. It basically a shit ton of rocks fall on Axel. Yeah. 
but TJ and Sarah managed to escape. They immediately meet up with like a search party that came down into the mines. Yeah, because when because everyone every- from the party went and found the sheriff. Yeah, to let him know that what was happening at the mines or Chief Newby technically, but basically the search party's just digging up Axel. They discover he's alive. It locked behind a cave in like the last guys. But uh, when they get to him, all they can dig out is like a tiny hole that they can see through yeah and we get to see axel running away into the distance yep yelling about how he's gonna return and kill again and asking sarah to be his bloody valentines yep that's a very rough overview very Very, rough rough. we didn't even talk about any anything but i don't really want to talk about too much because it's a slasher movie and with slasher movies the kills and like how they happen are the fun part that's the fun part and that's what i want to talk about but i know we shouldn't and we'll talk about it a little bit but I think we're just going to lead into kind of some after-movie discussion questions. You're Absolutely. okay with that? Yeah, sure. Why not? Unless there's anything else you really want to get into with the summary first, or you just want to wait? No, nothing nothing in particular. Okay. So, I guess the first qu- thing I have is the fact about the mines. I left yeah. this out earlier because Bob didn't realize this was a, a mine, mine movie. movie. But basically, a lot of this, not a lot, but the second half of the movie is shot in these mines. Yeah, and I think they do a really good job of uh, showing us how, like, narrow the space really is and stuff yeah. with a lot of like really long hallway shots or actually this is really cool when you pointed out when tj and axel ride the elevator down there's actually a shot from the top of the elevator as it descends so you can see the depth at which they're going down it's a really yeah. cool shot and you know why that's shot so well because hmm. it's just shot in real mine it's shot in the actual like this actual abandoned mine that's so cool um, i love stuff like that so the location is 2700 feet underground holy shit it's an actual mine yeah I took an hour to get equipment down there every time they needed the film. So equipment, casting crew, it took an hour before they could even start shooting. Fuck that. And the methane levels underground were so high that they had to be careful of, like, what lighting they brought down. Oh, God. So they had to be very, like, specific about where light bulbs were going. That makes sense. Where they actually caused, like, an explosion. Yeah. Because you can't use... There's basically specific mining lanterns. Did you see those uh, circular lanterns they have? Yeah. They're really weird. Mm -hmm. Those are specific lanterns meant that you can burn in like um, high methane levels. That makes sense. Without causing explosions, Mm -hmm. even though they're open flame. You can't light a scene with those, so. No, you really can't. Just, you have to be very careful. Well, a lot of the movie is lit from their fucking headlamps, too. Headlamps, but also, like, light bulbs and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just hard stuff, you know? It's very cool, actually. I like the what they did with... I like the, um, the way they play with lighting in this movie a lot. But, like, probably one of the worst things about filming in that mind is, you know, it was, it's been closed up, I think it was, like, two years before shooting. Mm-hmm. So a little bit. The issue, though, is before they were allowed to shoot in there, the people who owned the mine went into the mine and cleaned it up. It apparently was, and I'm quoting here, clean and colorful Disneyland-like set. And so they had to go in and make it look like a mine again. Oh, my God. That sucks. <laughs> so apparently the production team spent an estimated $30,000 to paint and, like, dirty up a bunch of the mine to get the atmosphere right again. What the fuck? Why would they clean it up? Basically so it could be used for other things. I guess that just that's annoying. <laughs> I mean, like, imagine you're like, oh, I found the perfect spot for my movie, an old abandoned mine. I want to shoot this in an old abandoned mine, and you show up and it just fucking <laughs> looks clean and pristine. And I'd be so mad. Up. I'd be so fucking pissed uh, off. But yeah, apparently it was just a horrible place to shoot. What in. the fuck? Besides the fact that they had to redo it, it's just the sheer fact that they had to go down there. It took an hour. And... It's really cool that they shot it on location in a mine, though. Like, that's actually awesome. All right. So, the big thing to discuss with this movie uh-huh. is the censorship. <sighs> I already know I'm mad. I already know I'm mad because there was a scene where I looked at you and said, 
is that in the three minutes? And you were like shaking your head yes, because that would have been awesome to fucking see. Do you remember what scene that was? The shower one. Okay, yeah. Yeah. What? Come on. Like, that's cool, man. So basically, for rough history here, they brought the movie to the MPAA, right? Yeah. Uh, and it got an X rating, and they were told, hey, you got to cut this, 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 and this, right? They did it. They brought the film back to the MPAA, and they were like, hey, you're still getting an X rating. Cut more. What the fuck? That sucks. And, you know, eventually, allegedly, nine minutes were cut, right? Yeah. Which is a lot. And again, we wouldn't see that for a while. But I think it's important to note that, like, the cutting was really, really harsh. I mean, the sheer fact that they brought it back and they were told to cut more. Yeah. It's really bad. And I'm going to get into exactly some of the stuff they cut. Thank God. Thank God. I want to know. I wish to know. But I think it's important to, like, recognize maybe why the MPAA was so strict when things got caught. I mean, obviously, there was probably some culture shock stuff about horror movies and, you know, stuff like that. Sure. But there's probably two main reasons they were, like, very into, hey, you got to cut a bunch of stuff. Okay. First... Probably has to do with, like, Paramount Pictures, who made this, at least released it. Okay. They probably wanted some stuff cut because, like, there was some backlash around Friday the 13th when it came out the previous year. Interesting. Okay. Fair enough. You know, basically, there was some stuff about mm. stuff being too heavily rated previously. The other thing, though, is uh, John Lennon got murdered in, like, December 1980. So there was, like, a Ooh. big, big thing against movie violence after his death. That makes sense. So. Yeah, because this would have only come out. I mean, I assume it released around Valentine's Day, a couple months after 1981 that. 1981 is when this came out. Yeah. So it started filming in 1980. Yeah, that makes sense. Damn. I don't know. I th- I think it's just important to remember that even though this got like absolutely destroyed by the MPAA, yeah. there was it, probably some reasons behind why they were so much stricter with this film than normal. Yeah, that makes sense. It may have gotten obliterated by the MT- MPAA, but they recovered. What they cut was not vital, even though it probably was pretty cool. What they cut, Bob, I think was vital. Really? Because I've seen the clips of what they cut. Damn basically, it. they cut the majority of... The footage they cut is all gore and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. basically, footage for every single kill in this movie was cut. That sucks. I want to see it, man. When I say footage for every single kill, I mean all the violence for the kills were cut. All of it. God. Every single kill, you got a better look at. You got to see very graphically what happened. That sucks. Um, basically, all the kills lose their impact in this version. Yeah, it was very much like softcore horror. Yeah, it's not. So, like, the scene Bob was talking about in the shower is basically this girl gets picked up and shoved onto a piece of metal pipe that water's coming yeah. out of. Yeah, you get to see that whole thing. Oh, God. Um, I assume woman, you get more boiling with the hot dog guy. Oh, you get to see the whole boiling of his face. Oh, God. Oh, uh, my fuck. For instance, one of the characters gets a nail gun to the head. You get to watch the nails go into his head. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, only three out of the nine minutes were added, but you get to see almost all the kills, like, what happens to these people pretty closely. I feel like that would add to the scariness of the movie. Oh, yeah. Because it makes makes Axel and, uh, oh, my God, what is his name? Harry Warden. Harry, way more scary. Yeah. Because, like, it's he's scary now, right? Like, I thought he was pretty intimidating, especially when he's walking around just smashing light bulbs and then walking around in the dark like a maniac. Oh, yeah. But you don't really see him do anything super crazy, honestly. No, I mean, it's a slasher movie. Yeah. That's what this is. Slasher movies, I think the fun of them is getting to see violent and creative kills. Yeah, that's what I was excited for. And the, these are fun. I think they're fun. Oh, kills. yeah. No, they're definitely fun. There are some fun ones for sure. However, most of the impact is gone from them. Yeah, it removes the, um. what's the word I'm for? Like, the 
you don't get to see the brutality of it. And it it doesn't feel that bad. I don't think it felt too bad to you, did it? No, it didn't, but I feel uh, but I can see now knowing what I'm missing that it could be so much yeah, more. And it feels bad to me because I've seen Yeah. and I can pay attention. Like, so if you are going to watch this movie and you have time and you've never seen it before, I'd recommend just go buy the Blu-ray. Yeah. Because you can watch it with these three minutes of extra footage. You're still missing six minutes of footage, but yeah. Allegedly. So that's that's the thing. The director remembers cutting eight to nine. Mm-hmm. We don't know if that's for sure eight to nine. It could be three. Okay. But I bet he was probably... Probably more accurate. Yeah. Probably. I bet you remember how much you cut. I mean, that's yeah. That's frustrating. Yeah, I would be mad. But besides like some of the kills and stuff, some of the violence is important. So you know what's a whole scene that's like kind of cut from this version? What's that? At the end... Axel gets cut in Caven, right? Yeah. And the crew digging him out announces he is alive, and they mm-hmm. all run in there. Yeah. Sarah's like, I gotta see him. Mm-hmm. She gets close to the pile because his arm's sticking out. Yeah. And she goes to, like, grab his hand, and he grabs her. Oh, my God. And then it cuts to him cutting his arm off Ooh. as he's grabbing her. I don't know if you... Because you can see in the shot where he's running away, he's holding his stump arm. Because he cut his arm off. Oh my! I was wondering why the fuck he was doing that. You don't get to see it. I had no idea what was going on. That's also why when it jumps to him like running away, they're all gathered around this hole. Oh my god, that makes so much more sense. Jesus yeah, I don't Christ! Know. They cut a lot, and you can kind of tell it's not super obvious if you haven't seen the footage that's missing. I could tell because I the first one I noticed was on the hot dog guy. Because as soon as he puts his face, why just hard cuts? Yeah. And I was like, there should be more there. There's a there's a couple jumps during some of the kills where it's like you can tell there's clips missing. But oh yeah, it's not super obvious. It just feels like weird editing if you watch the film and the theatrical version, which Absolutely. you can find on Amazon and stuff like that. But really, do if you have the option, go get the Blu-ray. Yeah, just to watch those three minutes. They're fun. The only problem with them is they are lower quality than the rest of the film. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I think that has to do with the fact that they were like cut recovered, and so they were kept somewhere random for. Mm. That makes sense. 40 years now. Holy shit. So, Don't make me feel old like that, you fucker. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> and so, not that we were alive in the 80s, but. No, but I still like, oh my God. I count time from the early 2000s. Well, but, that's when we were born, Ben. Uh, not me. I'm oh, a 90s up. kid. I'm a 90s kid. I was born in 1999. Wait, kid. November of 1999, right? Don't tell him my birthday. So you were born. 90s kid. Two months before the end of the 90s? 90s <laughs> kid. I'm sorry that you're jealous. Oh my God. I've seen a different millennia. <laughs> Barely. You fucking graced it with two months of your fucking life. Yeah. More um, than you. Yeah. Infinitely more than me. There. So, yeah. I, I I don't know what else to say. The The censoring kind of sucks. The censoring really fucking blows. So, you know, I think Bob's probably going to buy this one so he can see it. Yeah. With the... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking about it's, it. It's pretty legit. I, I Some want of to. it's pretty cool. Because what I saw was good. Yeah, That's what you see, thing. even though you see none of it... It still looks good. It's like, fairly good. All the hearts are really cool. The boiled heart looks yeah. awesome. This film, even though it was cut to ribbons, does a good job of proving the fact that you can still have implied violence and brutality oh, yeah. even without showing it. Oh, yeah. Which I think goes to show how well done this film is. Mm-hmm. With that I being agree. said, I still kind of want to see that violence Yeah, and me fucking too. I'm just sitting here like, God damn it. feel like I was robbed. I was definitely robbed. I don't know. That that was my issue with doing this one because, like, I I put together this film now. Yeah. Um, And I didn't have, like, a super long time to put it together. So I didn't have time to, like, buy the Blu-ray. Yeah. Which kind of sucks because I would have liked to have I would have liked to have seen all the nice extra content. stuff, man. But I, I think it's it's good that we got to watch it without it. 
because that's how most of you would watch this. Yeah, that's fair. Because if you want to stream this, like it's you can stream it on HBO. I yep. bought it on Amazon, but like the versions available are not the versions with the extra content. Yeah. So we got to kind of view the more available cut. So I guess I got some discussion points for us. Alrighty. Because I think those are fun. I do too. So what do you think of Henry Warden, the killer? Now, I am counting Axel, but I'm considering like that as a character. Okay. In the same way that like slight spoilers here if you've haven't seen some of the Scream franchise. Ghostface is like the the entity, not the entity, right? Yeah, yeah. In this face, uh, Harry Warden is the entity. So, yeah. like, how do you feel about Harry Warden as a slasher icon? Did you like him? Did you I not like, like him. him? I think it's cool. I think the fact that he walks around with a fucking pickaxe is awesome. Oh yeah, the pickaxe is like a killing weapon. It's super cool. It's awesome. It's so cool. Personally, I really, really like the costume. Me too. It's so menacing. It's simple, but it's menacing. And the heavy breathing in the dark, bro. Uh, he's wearing this old gas mask that looks like it's out of World War One. Yeah. And then it's he's really heavy cool. breathing. I, he seems faceless. I love when he's in the mine and you, like, so my, my favorite part about the costume is he wears a headlamp and they're in the mine. So when he's facing, you can't fucking see who it is. So you're tricked at first almost every single time. Because there's a bunch of other people walking around in the mine with headlamps. It's so cool. It's such an easy disguise and way to, like, get people. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. Like, I say it's really cool. It is just a mining outfit. Yeah. Like, he's just. It's really simple. It is, but it's it's awesome for the character, you but know? But it's cool. Yeah. He looks Absolutely. like something out of, like, the trenches. Yeah, he reminds me of, um, oh my god, what, are the, what is that game? Uh, Metro? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, like that. That's exactly how I feel about him. It's cool. I like him. Like, if his if his pickaxe was, like, a trench club, <laughs> I could see him running through World War One and killing Germans. Oh my fucking god. But, you know, I thought... I thought that was a pretty good serial killer. I know you haven't seen a lot of serial killer, slasher killer. Yeah. I know you haven't seen a lot of slasher movies yet. You've only seen Halloween. And the first Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, but not on this show, so. Yeah, not on the show. I just was wondering, like, how you. No, I, I like him. Compared. I think he's cool, yeah. Do you think it's kind of in that same level of yeah, I would iconicness? Say so. or? Yeah, if, did they do a second one of these? Do you know? Nope. So they just did the remake? Yeah. Mm. They set up a second one, though, because he's fucking out there. I mean, I guess he's probably going to bleed to death in the mine. Probably. It is a kind of an open-ended ending, but... Yeah, I think that's why they did it, but... You know, this wasn't going to get a sequel. No, I, I like I like Harry Warden as a killer, mostly because his motivation... Makes sense. Makes sense, and he's not just killing for the kill, and he's not some, like, entity that's just like, I'm killing because I'm evil. He's killing because he's exacting revenge. I mean, when it was Harry Warden originally, he was killing in revenge. Yeah. It was basically the people that wronged him, him, and I assume all the other people that were in the mine with him. Yeah. Who I assume probably his friends. Oh, yeah. That he was forced to eat. I am about to say, they made you eat your friends like they deserve it. Just saying. Don't say that. You're not allowed to support that, but. Well, don't kill people. It's understandable. But also, don't eat your friends. And then when it's eventually Axel, who's Harry Warden, A, I think he might be in a form of psychosis. I, I would have, yeah, that is probably. But also, like, for him, he's upset because they're celebrating. The death of his dad. The death of his dad. Yeah. Like, basically, everyone's forgotten that his dad got murdered. Oh, Even yeah. the mayor, because at the end, the mayor's like, oh, yeah, Axel's dad got murdered on this day by Harry Warden. Yeah. But, like, everyone's forgotten the fact that, like, hey, this happened, and they're kind of glossing over this tragedy. Mm-hmm. And I can get being upset about that. Maybe For not sure. upset the murder, but when no. you combine that with what is very clearly some a very insane PTSD, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, his his first kill is triggered by a, a heart tattoo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know. It's, yeah. No, I do like him. I like Harry Warden as a character. I think he's interesting. I think I think he gives me the same level of brutality that Michael has without all of the... Almost all of, implied supernaturalness. Yeah. 
He's just a dude, man. Yeah, he does feel so much more like a dude. Yeah, he just feels like a dude that you just can't really stop. And no one really tries to stop him till the end of the movie. Mostly because he gets the drop on him, you know? Yeah, he's weirdly, like, stealthy. Stealthy and efficient. <laughs> it's really he cool. He shouldn't be. No. But he is. He's really good at planning stuff out. So when he kills, um, do you remember what her name is, the old lady? Oh, Miss Mabel? Yeah, when he kills Miss Mabel, he plants a uh, a chocolate pack with a card, mm-hmm. and the card goes, roses are red, violets are blue, I've killed one, now I'm going to kill, kill you. Two. Yeah. Yeah, and the second she finishes reading it, He's hidden behind her and then attacks. Oh, that's not even the best one that he, where he gets someone got. The best one's on Happy, where he fucking trolls the shit out of him. Yeah, I'm that just one's saying, awesome. Like he sets up things very well and stuffily, oh yeah, and it's just very methodical, very like very much exacting my revenge. You know, not not killing for the sake of killing, which I think is interesting because at this point it's Axel who is insane. So yeah. it's I just think it's interesting. It's very interesting. I think he definitely. I think he might have had a split personality or something. That's a, that is interesting. I don't I don't know a ton about that sort of thing, so I don't really know. Well, what, what it's debatable think. whether split personalities are real or not. Oh, okay. Well, no, because they've for a while that was a diagnosis, and nowadays they're starting to lean more towards like most considered split personalities are just very extreme bipolar disorders. That makes sense. I guess the point I'm trying to make is like he has very extremes and personalities. Like his killer persona is very yeah. cold and methodical, mm-hmm. for sure. But has very severe PTSD, and then like Axel is not like that. Axel is not like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has his problems, which we'll get to in a minute. But, like, yeah. he's just a normal minor dude. Mm-hmm. And then in the end, he just loses it. Like, he's just completely gone at the very end of the movie once he yeah. gets time off. Next one. What do you think about this following, like, young adults and not teenagers? I know we haven't really seen a slasher movie that follows teenagers besides Halloween. But do you like that? And Night like, of the Demons. Yeah, but that's not really a slasher. Yeah. Yeah. But do you like following young adults? Yeah, it's good. I like it. It gives more room because it's like, it's not, it makes it not as campy. It feels more mature. Yeah, for sure. It's like, there's no, like, excuse of, like, oh, we got to, like, it, it removes the factor of, oh, we, do, we can't drive. Yeah, well, <laughs> or, I was like, just thinking. Or we can't buy alcohol. You know what I mean? It removes all of the campiness, campy elements that I. That's what I was thinking. Like, they're drinking know. a bunch of beer and stuff. Moose head. Lager, which <laughs> I realize is an actual. Some? No, I'm going to go see if I can find some tomorrow. But, okay. like, they're drinking beer and stuff, but it feels less like. Oh, teens breaking the law and being bad. It's just like normal people doing normal people things. Yeah, they're just hanging out at a bar, like which I thought chilling. I think that that works better as like this is scarier because you're doing your normal everyday stuff and yeah. someone's still coming after you. Oh yeah, for sure. You're not I doing the whole that. like you're committing a sin and so you're gonna get killed <coughs> kind of thing that's popular in most slashers. Yeah, that's fair. All right, so one of the things we didn't talk about in kind of our summary, but I tried to go really quickly with it because. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it because this movie has a lot of cool shit in it. I'm fine with spoiling some stuff, but it's really just the kills that you're. Yeah, I don't really want to spoil it because that's why you watch the movie, you know. But throughout this, there's kind of this love triangle going on. Oh, it's it's weird. <laughs> it's um, TJ is the mayor's son. Yep. And he moved away, I think, to kind of make it big. Yeah. In the city, and he failed, and basically at the start of the movie, he's come back to mm-hmm. Valentine's Bluff. He used to date this girl, Sarah. And he basically up and left her without saying anything. Yep. And he didn't contact her the whole time he was gone, which I assume was for a, a it real- It was probably a while. While. At least a year. Yeah, um, I think so. And while he was gone, Sarah just went, oh, he's never coming back. Well, yeah. I mean, if someone up and leaves like that, like you just got to go, like, okay. a year plus or more. You just got to get over it. Yeah, and so she gets over it, and she she gets together with this other dude who I assume she's friends with because we learn later on. TJ and him used to be friends, but mm-hmm. Axel, and she starts dating Axel. 
And so when TJ cuts back, he's pissed off that Sarah's dating Axel. Yeah. And Sarah is like definitely still has a thing for TJ. Definitely, for sure. And doesn't handle it well. No one handles the situation. No one handles great. anything well, except for Hollis. He handles everything great. Except for Hollis, who handles everything great. Uh <laughs> surprisingly. Who Hollis is this big man with like a walrus mustache. He's awesome. But he's, he's very he's very fun. He's very good. Very good character, very funny man. Anyways, you know this love triangle's going on. What did you think of it? Do you think that was an okay addition? Do you uh, think it was good? So here okay. It was my least favorite part of the movie. Okay. But not because it was bad. It wasn't mm-hmm. bad. It's completely fine. And actually, I think it completely works with the plot of the movie, in this case, because they're young adults. That's what young adults do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Stupid Stupid, stupid kids. Adults. Yeah, just stupid people. They're probably our age, if not Th- a little they're older. They're probably our age. But that is, you know what? Let me put it this way. I would hear about this kind of thing at work. Oh, yeah. I'd hear some shit about like, something like this at work. You know what I mean? So it's completely believable that something like this <laughs> we happened. We hear this stuff at work. <laughs> we do hear things. So, like, it adds reality to the situation it adds and i i think it adds a nice a nice reprieve from the horror of the actual movie and it's like this is just a nice yeah. little like side plot thing that's going on that isn't that important but if you look at it once you know Axel's the killer it becomes more important there's some extra drama going on there's extra it just adds layers that i think is are nice yeah i i think it's interesting because like how do i put this love triangles tend to be pretty cliche yeah it's very easy to fall into cliches with them this one's handled pretty well. Yeah, no, it's fine. Like honestly, and there's kind of some switch ups you don't expect. Like Axel, who's dating Sarah right now, kind of seems like a shithead. Like he's kind of controlling. Yeah, a little bit. Which not okay. Oh god, at all. But was... he, he's freaking out because like he thinks TJ's trying to steal his girl. TJ is not trying to steal his girl, by the way. Sarah's trying to leave <laughs> Axel. Yeah, Sarah's just like <laughs> straight up like cheats on Axel. Yeah, and TJ's like okay, <laughs> and it's it's very much this moment of. I mean, he shouldn't be controlling. No. But, I mean, he was aware that something was going on. Yeah. There's a really good moment before the kills start happening where TJ and Axel are arguing over Sarah, and she literally goes off on both of them. And I think I literally threw my hands up in the movie and went, thank God, finally. Yeah. Thank she God. Goes, I don't care anymore. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, thank fucking Jesus I don't, Christ. There, there's some switch-ups to, like, the normal formula. Like, you're supposed to identify with TJ. Yeah. I think. And so, normally a situation like that, Axel would be, like, the total shithead in this situation. But he's not a total shithead. And they do make him a shithead, but... Not completely. Not completely. Or, like, you know, Sarah would normally be, like, kind of very sympathetic, but she's not no. really sympathetic. She doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> it's very funny. Or, normally, she would eventually choose a guy, but this time she's just like, I don't care. Yeah. I'm so done with both of you two. Yeah, it's such a nice, like... Because TJ never apologizes. No. He just expects to get her back. And I don't think he will, especially at the very... Especially the fact that even though Axel has murdered a lot of her friends, she still goes to check on him to make sure he's okay oh, yeah. in the mind collapse. I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this, though. I think I think TJ will still get the girl because trauma is really good for Bond. <laughs> Probably, but, you know, they'll get divorced in a couple years. It'll be okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, how'd you like the ending ballad? Nice. I nice. like that. It's a good song. It's a nice little song. I... The singer's very good. <laughs> the singer's very good. When you said, like, that they wrote it for this movie, I did not realize how on the nose it was going to be. He's literally singing about Valentine's Bluff. It's awesome. Yeah, well, it's the, it's the ballad of Harry Warden. Yeah. I just think it's fun that it... this Like, for a movie that's super low budget and is not the best ever... No. The fact that it has such a catchy song oh, that's yeah. so well done is fun. It's fun, yeah. 
I, I, that's my number one descriptor of this movie. Just fun. It's a fun fucking There's movie. There's very few, like, horror movies that have, like, a theme song that I think is as well done. Yeah, that's fair. And so, I, I don't know. It's just fun to think about. Especially because they only used it during the end credits. Yeah. It's awesome. Did you like the twist? Yeah. With Axel being... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. It was... And I... I I said I called during the movie, but apparently yeah, Bob, I was very late. Bob was like, we turned the, the recording off, and Bob was like, yeah, I knew it. Yeah. And I, I was like, Bob, you only figured it out like two minutes before like it was revealed in the movie. And he was like, no, I, I figured it out way before that. No, Bob, Bob literally figured out the twist. I think two minutes, maybe five. There's no way that that, because I figured it out when he fell in the water. Yeah, I think that's only five, if most. 10 minutes. Wow. I must, and you were like 30, I falling asleep. 40. Bob was very tired at the end. But yeah, I think it was a pretty good twist, especially because they kind of set it up throughout the movie. Yeah, it's set up like it's like you don't <clears throat> see Axel whenever. Yeah, the I mean, if are you're happening. paying attention, you could totally put it together sooner like than I did. Yeah, but it's also hard to figure out because you're also able to imply that it could be TJ. Yeah, the killings start back up like right when TJ gets home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind or, of and also, hair. like, you could also just be under the impression it's just Harry. Like, he's still just out there doing yeah. it. Ha- half the movie, they set up the fact that Harry is around, and they're trying to missing. find him. Yeah. Like, no one knows where he is. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's cool. I do, too. It adds a layer of who done it to the story, which is kind of cool. I guess my point is the twist is not super, like, obvious, but it makes sense. Yeah, and it's set up, and if you were paying attention, you could figure it out. Yeah. Which is nice. And then I guess, similar thing, did you, did you like that ending? Where like he just kind of runs into the mines like a crazy yeah, person? Yeah, because I... It's better if you get to see him chop his arm off. I mean, I'm sure... Yeah, I'm going to just put that, that out of here. Um, no, I like it because in Black Christmas and Halloween style, it just leaves it open. Which yeah. I'm finding I like because like... Because he might be able to get out of the mines a different way. Yeah, he might be able to. And I think it's very interesting when directors and or people who make movies are like, I'm going to leave this open-ended. If we make a sequel, we make a sequel. And if we don't, we don't. You know what I mean? But let's make a sequel so we get a lot of money. Well, I messed with it with Halloween. Um, then they made a third one and it sucked. I don't know what you're talking about. That one's amazing. <laughs> it's Shane's Season favorite. Season of the Witch. It's the only one he's seen. It's so fucking sad. Okay. Well, <laughs> for anyone who doesn't know, that's the guy making our artwork. So yeah, take that with a grain of salt. He knows my opinion. I talked to him about it in the car. All right, so final discussion point I have for this movie because I didn't have all that many. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the 3D remake because we didn't watch that now, but we'll maybe watch it eventually. No, I saw so many trailers for that thing when it was coming out. Yeah, it came out, I think, 2009. Makes sense. I was nine years right old. Right around the time uh, James Cameron's Avatar. So 3D was really big. Oh, God. And I IMAX think 3D about and that. stuff. Oh, good God. So basically, this film was kind of on that 3D bandwagon. Mm-hmm. However, it was one of the few films that was shot like with a IMAX 3D camera. Oh, so that's cool. It was not like post-rendering 3D. It's made for 3D. Oh, stuff. really? So it, it's the very like cheesy over-the-top 3D, like when you watch in 2D. Yeah. Where it's like very okay. obviously okay, like oh that that thing's flying at us. Yeah. Um, huh. So it looks it looks pretty cheesy, I would say. But if you can get like a 3D TV or something to watch it in, a lot of fun. It probably is fun. I imagine it's just more of what we got from this from the original, but modern and more fun probably. Maybe depends, but I guess we might watch that at some point. I we don't. Have to it's an interesting remake, but you know how it is. <sighs> yeah, I'm. I don't know. We've we haven't really watched any remakes yet, and they scare me because I've heard bad things about most of them. Who from who? You and everyone else. Yeah. You and everybody else, Benjamin. A lot of remakes don't deserve to exist. Yeah. Except for money. Yeah. So you know. Um. But you know that's all I got. 
I don't know if you have any anything else. Um, no, nah, not without talk. I, I really want to talk about all these crazy ass kills, but I'm not gonna do it because I want to spoil it for anyone who wants to go. Who anyone who wants to go and watch this movie? I know we usually just give spoilers anyways, but with this one, I think it is old enough that I would I would consider this a classic. This yeah. is fucking rad. And I mean, it came out right when slashers were being it, born. Exactly. So like, it's a classic. But the holiday's coming up, so oh, yeah. if you're going to watch it, now's the time to do it. If you're in the mood, put it on. But it's, it's small on... enough where, like, not everyone's seen it. Exactly. It's on Hulu, right, you said? No, it's on uh, HBO, HBO. Max. So you could, if you have HBO Max, just go watch it. But, like, I bought it on Amazon for 10 bucks. You can rent it there for, like, I think it's 2 Yeah, it's not very expensive. Like, this is one of those movies where I'm like, if you have the opportunity to watch it, just go watch it. It's not very long. It's fun. It's an easy watch. It's Canadian. It's Canadian. People's voices get super Canadian. Oh, it's so funny. When they get emotional. Like, you can't hear it most of the time, and then they're like, oh, sorry. Yeah, dude. There's a scene where TJ says sorry like four times. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, you're Canadian. It's atrocious. It's so, like, obvious. It's very funny. All right. Uh, recommendations, Bob? Uh, if you're a fan of slashers in general, good good classic slasher movie. If you want to watch something scary for Valentine's Day, good movie. If you're a fan of, like, a classic young adult, kind of not, like, goofy, goofy young adult movie, I would say. Because, like, Howard is a fucking weirdo. And so, and Hollis is incredibly funny. And by young adult, he means, like, 20s. Yeah, 20, you know, 21, 20 to 25. It doesn't feel like a teenager movie, which is no, it, cool. It, it goes above that. Because we're not that. teenagers anymore. Well, not anymore. I think those are my recommendations. Dude, I haven't been a teenager in a while. <laughs> Me either. Like, five years. <laughs> that make you God feel old? Damn. Dude, I'm... <laughs> It's been less for you. <gasps> Fuck. It's been like three. Yeah, it's still whack though. All right, but I think my big wreck, if you want to see a slasher movie, maybe one you haven't seen, uh, but I think what's really interesting about this is it it's an early slasher. So if you want to see kind of like a slasher that's in that same kind of group culturally as Halloween, as Friday the 13th, as Black Christmas, where they're still figuring out the genre so it's not super stale. Yeah, it definitely feels like, what's the word? It definitely feels like it's stealing some tropes from some of the earlier movies, but it's still creating stuff on its own that is interesting. I, would, I wouldn't say stealing, I'd say be taking inspiration. Yeah, yeah, But yeah, not yeah. outright stealing not like outright later stealing. movies do. Like, it doesn't feel super derivative, I guess. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It's very, very... Which is hard to come by for a slasher, honestly. Yeah. Especially... An 80s, 90s slasher. Oh, yeah. So that's that's my first rec. Second one, you want to see a Canadian movie? Canadian yeah. horror. Go, Another go check that Canadian out. Another Canadian horror. You looking for a Valentine's Day movie? Yeah. You know, that's a pretty basic one. And then finally, if you can get the Blu-ray, you want to see some good gore, it's good gore. Yeah. We didn't talk a lot about that here because we're not reviewing that copy. But yeah, fuck. maybe at some time we'll get that and check that out. Oh, I'm gonna buy it. I don't. <laughs> I'm already. When you leave, I'm gonna go to Amazon and purchase it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I want to watch it. Uh, Same with Splinter. I need to find that too. But you want to give it a rating, Bob? I want you to rate it this version, not the uh, three. Three. Yeah. Why? While it is good, and while I really enjoy this movie, and while I think it is very fun and a classic, I know. It could be better. You know what I mean? Like, knowing that they cut that stuff is enraging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because you think it would make it better? I think it would make it better. And I also think that, like, there are some small things they could do, right? Like, cool that they shot on scene in a mine. Mm -hmm. There are some shots that are fairly dark that are very difficult to see. Okay. Yeah, but in their defense, they didn't have the best lighting <laughs> available. Completely fair still made it hard to see. I I didn't have that problem. I, it was only a couple, there were only a couple times where I saw it, where it was a problem. Um, I didn't really, what is the word I'm looking for? This movie didn't really hit any, it hit all the notes I wanted to for a Valentine's Day slasher. Okay. 
but it did not exceed my expectations. It was fun, and I expected it to be fun. It was goofy. I expected that. There was nothing out here that, like, there was nothing about this movie that absolutely blew me away. You know what I mean? Yeah, fair enough. And I feel like if I saw the extra content, that would have helped. Like, I would have been like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? There was nothing here where I went, oh, that's that's awesome. Or that's incredible. I went, oh, that's cool. Like, that's a cool shot. I like the way this looks. But there was nothing that really blew blew my mind, you okay. know? Uh, I'm going to give it a 3.5. Okay. Because, like, I think it does everything I want from a, a holiday slasher. Especially, you know, like a Valentine's Day one. All the stuff with, like, the heart yeah. being ripped out. And then great at one scene, he puts, like, a, a heart note inside yeah. someone's body. In the like, <laughs> it's so good. I like all the imagery. I like the, the killer setup. The whole idea of this being a folktale. Yeah. I think it's all very fun. The reason it gets to a 3.5 for me is the characters. I feel like everyone was written really well. No, that's completely fair. Um, like, the character actions seem to make sense. How the characters behave seem to make sense. Their acting's pretty good it's for pretty a lot of good. small actors. These are not, like, big actors. Yeah. And they do, like, for the most part, kind of, like, fear and all that stuff very well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it gave me all the beats I wanted to, but... Just a little bit to get me there. I think... That's fair. I'm just going to say this now. With the stuff cut, it's obviously not getting as good of a rating as it could have because yeah. it's a slasher movie, and the, the big thing with slasher movies is gore. Yeah. With the cut content, I would say this is probably a four for me. Yeah, I would say it would probably go to a four for me too. Yeah. I think the cut content would bring it a whole nother level because I feel like with the cut content, we get more more characterization of the killer, which is the point of the movie. It's a slasher. That's the point of the movie, you know? Also, it's just more fun. But well, yeah, that that too. That's it for ratings. I forgot to ask this earlier because I think I'm going to start trying to do this. Okay. Because I kind of liked it. But sure. who do you think wouldn't like this movie? Uh, if you want a Valentine's Day movie that's real lovey-dovey, do not watch this. <laughs> okay. If you're like going and like, I want to watch a Valentine's Day movie. Let's watch My Bloody Valentine. Don't do that. That's a terrible idea. You'll have a horrible time. Okay. Uh, people who want, who expect more, more blood and gore from a slasher, like, like a gore hound. Yeah, if you're like going into this being like, oh, I love, oh, what's a really bloody slasher that I don't know? I don't know. If you're into bloodier slashers, well, this is that bloody. Some of the other ones, like Friday the Thirteenth and stuff, when they yeah, get into later seen it. versions. <laughs> yeah, I mean, unless you're getting the Blu-ray, this is not. No, it's not that bloody. I would also say it's horror light. In terms of like flashers aren't very scary. They're, they're just, not. It's just not very it's scary. It's the violence. They don't really. There was no suspense really. There was a little bit here and there where the killer would be kind of sneaky, kind of sneaky. But other than that, there's not really. It's mostly violence and just blood. Yeah. Which is cool. Like I like it. But you know, we could have gotten more, and it makes me sad we didn't. All right. Fair enough. I guess we're gonna go to the outtakes, and yeah. then we're gonna come back. So we'll see you in a bit. We'll see you in a minute. Hello everyone, welcome to this outtake section for this episode of Beware the Board. I hope you enjoy our review of My Bloody Valentine so far. I like this movie. I think it's a fun Valentine's Day classic slasher. Without further ado, let's get into the first outtake. This first outtake is Ben realizing that my eyes are still closed while the movie's playing. And also my reaction to realizing, oh yeah, this movie is set in a mining town and there will be a lot of enclosed spaces. Get out my eyes yet? Oh, yeah, yeah, the movie's playing. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Muffled breathing. Huh? Muffled breathing. Oh, yeah, uh, something I didn't mention. Oh, yeah, this is the, yeah, this is the, yeah. Okay. What? 
This is what I remember from the trailer of the original is like the mine shaft, like the gas mask and yeah, stuff. Yeah, that was the remake. Yeah. I didn't know that that was a part of this. I didn't know if that was something they. I don't know. That's yeah, what. Yeah. By that's the way, the thing I remember. remember when I said this was said in a mining town? Oh yeah. Duh. I don't know why I didn't think about that. Because I tried to not let you catch it, because then you'd realize the simple fact that underground. Oh fuck, homie. Because you know mines. Oh god. This next clip is our reaction to the cold open kill where Harry Warden has brought a woman down into the mines, presumably to have sex, but let's just say he breaks her heart. Oh, I thought that was her belly button for a second. <laughs> no. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, God. I think those mining masks are really cool. They are really cool, but they're also menacing as fuck. I don't like the way she's playing with that hose. <laughs> it's very phallic. It's very phallic. It also, it just makes me uncomfortable. This is what you do when you can't show someone groping another person's, like, dick on screen, you know? Well, he's groping her titties. Well, yeah, but that's different, you know? You can't stroke a penis in an R-rated movie. Yeah, you can't. Oh, he's going to make fucking lose it, bro. Oh! Oh, my God! Holy shit. All right. That was cool. This next clip is our reaction to the mayor finding a box of chocolates with a human heart inside, as well as Ben and I asking a very, very important question. Oh, shit. Again? Hell yeah. Man, just opened a fucking box of chocolates with a heart inside. That's awesome. There's a dog. What the dog doing? What the dog doing? You think that dog was on purpose? <laughs> I don't think so. No, I think that dog was just there, right? This next clip comes to us from the death of Miss Mabel. Oh, come on. Don't kill Miss Mabel. She's so nice. Well, well. I wonder what's in there. Roses are red. Violets are blue. Oh my god. Oh my god. Holy shit. Hell yeah. Holy fuck. This is awesome. Oh. 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 Damn. Squishing Rip sound. Rip Mabel. This next clip is our reaction to the deputy discovering Miss Mabel's body in the laundromat. He smells something. What can? What is he sniffing? Oh, her fucking burnt-ass corpse in the motherfucking dryer of the laundromat. Holy fuck. That is heinous. That's such a horrible way to kill somebody. Well, I, think I guess she was already, already dead. Her. Yeah. What he was smelling was her cooking. Oh. This next clip is, well, uh, I can't even explain what happened here. I just, you have to listen to this. Oh, this music slaps. Huge, just like hella synthetic music. 
Fuck you, cop. Jesus Christ. His name's Newbie. Hey, his name is dumb. Chief Newbie. Newbie dooby doo. Ah, oh, so funny. Hey, boo boo. Hey, boo boo. You want to get a picnic basket? You want to steal these hearts out of their chest, boo boo? We can <laughs> trade in the hearts for picnic baskets. I don't know, Yogi. <laughs> This next clip is our reaction to watching Harry Warden boil a man's face in hot dog water. Am I correct? You something I've never seen this guy before. You have. He just had a like facial hair before. Oh, did he fucking shave? Is that that's yeah, what it is? Oh my god! That guy was like, that makes so much more sense. I was like, this guy looks familiar, but I don't recognize him. He had like really, really scruffy facial yep, hair. Yep. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Don't. No. No. I'm serious. Oh, come on. In the fucking hot dog water, you dumb bitch. Oh, my God. I, if it cuts back to that, I might throw up. I, you know how I am. This next clip is our reaction to watching Sylvia get annihilated by Harry Warden in the showers. <gasps> water, no. Yes. Yeah, it's John. Yeah, it's just like crimped uh, metal. Crimped, yeah. Don't actually have shower heads. This is nuts. Holy shit. Okay, this is actually really cool. It's really cool. Her acting, though, is... Oh! Is that happy? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 come on, bro. No, 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 come on, you don't have to do this. What where, are you gonna do to her? Where are they going with this? Huh? Oh, shit! Oh, shit! Oh, I didn't, we didn't even show it. <laughs> we didn't even show it. You think that's part of the nine minutes? Her getting annihilated right there? Oh. Alright. Alright, I'm Sylvia. Hi everybody, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed the outtakes. I know we got quite a few. Any announcements, Benjamin? It is the 14th, so should we announce that other thing or not? Yeah, you're right. We have an episode coming out this Friday, so <laughs> go check that out. I was talking about the this episode, Friday's episode. I'm talking about the other thing. Oh. Wait, is that this month? Yeah. Hey, we're, we're, we're releasing an episode for Mardi Gras, guys. Yeah, we're going to do a Mardi Gras episode. Hell yeah. Ooh. I'm excited for that one because hey. I don't know what we're watching, so. Yeah. So watch out for that on Mardi Gras. That'll come out. That's the 21st? Yeah, I think so. I think it's 21st. Yeah. So uh, I guess you want to chill our stuff? Yeah. Otherwise, follow us on Twitter, at BewareTheBoard. I post everything there. Links to the episodes when they go live. Uh, any polls that we put up for anything. Uh, basically, anytime you want an update on the show, check our Twitter. That's where I put literally everything that happens. It all goes there. Everything. Spoilers for the Friday episode so you can watch the movie in advance. Everything goes there. Yeah, and uh, check us out on YouTube. That's where we are right now. While you're there, make sure you subscribe and you know hit that like bell. Or else, you better fucking do it. Oh, my God. If you don't, you're just going to rip my heart out. Ah, there it is. I was waiting to see what kind of joke you were going to make with that one. <laughs> if you have any recommendations for the random category on the board, be sure to leave those in the comments. We need them so we can put that together. Yeah, and if you have any con like comments for like things you want me to add for 
some of the like pre-work we do so like post-movie discussion stuff uh maybe some pre-movie facts or whatever let me know yeah we're always looking for new ideas to talk about. absolutely if you have any recommendations for movies you think we should watch on the show let us know that too so benjamin can you know look into it and see if it's worth our time yeah there's some stuff that is some stuff that isn't probably a lot more that isn't but we well let's just say we've made some executive decisions on some holidays lately (laughs) all right well uh I guess at some point we'll be on every place you get your podcasts. Yeah, Spotify. We're still working on artwork. Anchor FM, all that stuff. We'll but, be there eventually. Yeah. As soon as we're there, we will be, everything will go there. And everything will be up all at once. I just, you know, as soon as that happens, I'll post on our Twitter about it and let everyone know. But uh, until next time, I guess see you Friday. And remember, always beware the boards.